my life took off. I mean, I was making money, had a beautiful girls in my life, I was traveling the world. I mean, this is what people dream of. But for Ryan Reese, the dream turned into a nightmare. I was drinking every, like a lot. I started using drugs again more and using a lot of cocaine and a lot of Xanax and a lot of alcohol to the point to where I'd OD here and there once in a while. I started losing friends to suicide and drug overdose. Heaven knows I'm a broken man. These tired bones, they can barely stand. Ryan Reese is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. He's going to share how he went from a professional party animal to a sober, sold-out follower of Jesus Christ. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. After Ryan's story, you'll hear from Billy Graham on the dangers of drugs and how God can set you free from any addiction. Drug abuse, of course, gives a temporary high. And that's followed by a crash, always by a crash, because it wars against the soul. The gospel is the answer to the drug problem because it alone delivers us from evil. Billy Graham spent his life telling people how the gospel of Jesus Christ could change their lives. You can learn more all about that gospel by going to findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Ryan Reese grew up in Los Angeles. His dad is a pastor, but Ryan says that growing up, he was usually more interested in things going on outside the church. And me being the youngest son of, of uh, two other brothers that were six years older. They were all part of the skinhead and punk movement in the 80s. So as I was growing up, I was very influenced by that culture as well as I grew up skateboarding. So that's kind of the whole punk rock and anti-establishment culture as well. So when I got into junior high is basically when I started comp- you know, thinking about trying other things out like alcohol and drugs. And then my first experience of getting introduced to it um, in high school, I, I just dove right in. And basically from there, that was the beginning point of when I really just completely walked away from God and turned my back on everything I, I knew at that point. Once Ryan turned his back on God, things escalated very quickly. It started with weed and alcohol, but then that quickly escalated to cocaine LSD and ecstasy. I got introduced to the electronic rave scene in LA. This was the birth of the electronic music in 1992, 93. Now, I was at this point selling LSD and, and, and weed to make a living. So the rave scene gave Ryan a chance to party and to make money selling drugs, but it also sparked a serious interest in music, art, and graphic design. So I started going to school for design and I started designing my own flyers and events and actually producing my own uh, punk shows and, and hip hop shows and electronic shows. And as that started growing for me, I got introduced to a girl. Uh, she just kind of introduced me to like sex, you know. Um, so I got very attached to her sexually through lust. That literally turned into a situation where I got her pregnant and she showed up at my office one day and said, you know, I just came back from the abortion clinic and I just remember being in shock going, wow, this girl just aborted a kid and didn't even tell me. About six months later, Ryan's girlfriend was pregnant again with identical twins. But then one of the twins disappeared in the womb. It's something called vanishing twin syndrome. So the basically, uh, we only had one baby left in there. So we decided that we were going to move forward and obviously have the kid. And I got legally married to her 
but then we were going to do the ceremony a couple months later and she called me one day a couple weeks later and said you know what i'm too young i can't have this kid i want to marry you i'm in love with you but i'm going to abort the kid i said if you abort the kid i'm going to leave you because what's going to happen later on in life and i remember just being so crushed of the fact that you know if she aborted the kid i was going to have to break up with her i was going to break i was going to get divorced and this whole thing this concept of marriage wasn't going to happen so she decided i'm going to do it and i'm not going to have the kid so with an angry and broken heart, Ryan broke up with her. She went aboard the kid, and I remember that messed me up so bad. Mentally, I was a wreck because I could not believe my whole life fell out from underneath me. The girl I was in love with, the girl I thought was my dream girl, the third girl I thought I was going to marry, uh, she, and she was going to abort this last kid. So that was three babies I, I've lost at this point. I remember just getting so angry and bitter at God and just throwing my middle fingers in the air and saying, God, I hate you. I curse you. I want nothing to do with you. How could you do this to me? How do you deal with disaster? How do you cope with the pain? It was at this point that Ryan decided God either didn't exist or was the most evil person on the planet. So, Ryan determined to pursue his own happiness, mostly through his career. Some other opportunities opened up around that time. I got an opportunity to come in and, and be a part of uh, starting a new uh, uh, skateboard company called Circa Footwear, launching it. And uh, my job was going to be to manage the skateboard team and to uh, run the product promotions. And basically, my job was basically to have every big hip hop and rock band in the world wearing our product on MTV, Rolling Stone magazine, and just get it out through all um, outlets. So I took the job because I figured the grass would be greener on the other side. I was messed up inside and I needed to switch up my scenery. So I took the job and um, that's exactly what that job did. I started getting paid amazing. I was traveling the world nine months out of the year, literally doing laps around the world, managing the number one skateboard team in the world at that time. And, and going on tours with big hip-hop and rock bands um, and producing our own music festivals. So my life took off. I mean, I was making money. I was had a beautiful girls in my life. I was traveling the world. I mean, this is what people dream of. Only problem was the dream wasn't so great. Ryan had the stereotypical rock star lifestyle, but it left it numb and empty and broken. I was drinking every, like, a lot. I started using drugs again more and... And basically what happens is just like any sin in your life, when you start dabbling with it, it grows. And, you know, I just started uh, using a lot of cocaine and a lot of Xanax and a lot of alcohol to the point to where I'd OD here and there once in a while, too much, partying too hard. I started losing friends to suicide and drug overdose. Um, I was having demons show up in my room, choking me out and just like crazy stuff. Crazy indeed. Ryan says he was a professional party animal, a cocaine pirate, as his friends called him. He may have looked like Ryan was having fun and enjoying life to the fullest, but he wasn't. Alcohol and drugs would help numb the pain, you know, after I went through that bad breakup. So the drugs started as experimental to try new things, but then they became habits. And then after the habits, I used them to get rid of the pain and, and brokenness in my life. But then they just became really bad addictions. Those addictions finally caught up with Ryan on a company skateboarding trip in 2008. So I basically did a tour from Mexico, Costa Rica to Panama. 
And when I got down there, I started doing cocaine, Xanax, and alcohol for nine days straight. And the, on the ninth day, I basically OD'd for the third time in my life. And one of the team riders came in, found me in my hotel room with cocaine all over my face, laying in bed like I was dead. And he called my parents and he said, hey, we think we lost your son down here in Costa Rica. We don't think he's going to make it through the night. Somehow, Ryan did make it through the night. And as he came to his senses the next day, he knew something needed to change in his life. And when I got to Panama to the hotel, I went to upstairs to the hotel in my room all by myself at the Sheraton. And I remember I was by myself. And that's when you know who you are. That's that's when you you know what's around. You can just be real with yourself. And I just said, God, Jesus, if you're real, prove that you're real to me. And I said, forgive me for my sins and come into my life. And if you're real, I want to have a relationship with you. But if you're not real, I'm going back to my old life. And I thought that Jesus was going to show up in the clouds of glory and say, my son, Ryan, here I am. But he never did that. And um, so I go, man, I knew he was fake. So I, I looked for a Bible in the hotel room and I opened the drawer. and There was a blue Gideon Bible there. Ryan took the Bible with him on the team plane the next morning. And I read it for six hours straight from Panama City to LAX. And I remember... Uh, reading that Bible for six hours straight and the whole skateboard team was on the plane next to me looking at me going, is this the cocaine pirate? Like he's reading the Bible now? Like this is insane. I I said to them, I said, if God's real, I'm going to find him. He's in this book. And they said, hey, no problem, dude. Just do whatever you got to do. Just we don't want you to die. And um, I read it and I landed in Los Angeles at the the LAX airport and I felt peace for the first time in my life. And I didn't know what was going on, but I gave my life to Jesus Christ in the hotel room. I asked for the forgiveness of sins. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. I stole the Bible. I read the Bible. It's the DNA of Jesus Christ. It's the Word of God. And this is the first time I felt peace in probably like 19 years at this point. There's a peace that's perfect, a hope that is real. There's a plan and a purpose, no matter how you feel, just hold. Ryan felt God's peace in his heart, but he still needed to deal with his addictions. After a conversation with his dad, Ryan realized the only way to get rid of his issues was to give them over to Jesus. I prayed to God. I said, God, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with drugs and alcohol. I got issues, porn, cussing, all these things in my life. I'm a dirty dog. I got mad issues. I need you to re- just heal me from this stuff. And I prayed. And while I was trying to figure out what rehab I was going to go go to over those next couple days, God literally just healed me overnight. And on the third day, God just set me free. I've been sober for 10 years straight, never went back to any drugs or alcohol. God slowly took away the porn six months later, then the cussing, then the cigarettes. And he just he's still doing this work in my life. A big part of the work God is doing in Ryan's life involves Ryan telling his story. His transformation is proof that you can be forgiven and find freedom from addictions. Ryan first felt God leading him to tell his story while he was in Israel. Shortly after surrendering his life to Jesus, Ryan and some friends took a trip to see the Holy Land. While they were there, they made a stop at the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus prayed the night before his crucifixion. So I said, I went out to the Garden of Gethsemane by myself. I sat there and I prayed and I said, God, not my will be done but thy will be done. I'm going to follow you wherever you take me. If you want me to tell my story, 
then you have someone contact me that's not in my inner circle to tell my story and I'll go tell my story. And the next day I get a phone call in Israel from a pastor of a, of a, of a church in uh, Las Vegas. And he said, Hey, I got your number from someone. I heard you got saved. I want you to come out and tell your story at our church. So literally that was basically, I said, all right, I'm going to tell my story. Ryan invited some friends to come along with him as he told his story, and they all happened to be successful Christian musicians. It started with Sonny Sandoval, lead singer of P.O.D. So I was with Sonny out there, and he told me he had this idea for uh, to, start a, uh, to start a movement called the Whosoever's. He had this name called the Whosoever's from John 3.16, Whosoever Believeth. And he said he would be like he could see a worldwide movement of people reaching people for Christ around the world with no denominations, just all coming together just to reach people for Christ. And I said, dude, that sounds like a sick idea. Let, I can help you put that together when we get back. So basically what happened when we got back a couple weeks later, we all I, we decided to go out to Las Vegas to tell my story. And I invited Sonny to come with me. And then he uh, invited, uh, and then, then we were talking about inviting Head out from Corn. So he called Head, Head ended up flying in. I called Lacey from Flyleaf. She came out. We all ended up in Vegas together, hanging out. We all became friends overnight. And the next day when I went up to go speak, instead of me going up, we just all walked up together and we all told our stories. And that was literally the birth of the Whosoever's movement without us even having any branding or even putting it together. We just, that people heard we were telling our stories. So that turned in to where we started getting invited to speak all over the place. Today, the Whosoever's movement focuses on reaching high school students. Ryan puts on events at high schools called Kill the Noise. There's a concert, t-shirt, and skateboard giveaways, and a message about finding freedom in Jesus Christ. Ryan also hosts a Christian radio show on Saturday nights, and he's helping to create a Christian arts center near Los Angeles. I wanted to create a school, a building that would teach music, art recording, how to produce concerts, how to do marketing, how to video edit, how to do photography, how to get discipled in the word, how to live it, how to learn it, how to do it. And just a a concert venue, do art shows, battle the bands, cafe, just like have this creative space that kids will just love to just be a part of and, and basically produce amazing disciples and send them out to do big, great things in the world. The groundbreaking ceremony for that art center was this past February 21st, 2018, a special day for Ryan because... When I was in Panama City, when I decided to give my life to Jesus, that was February 21st, 2008 at the Sheraton Hotel. Did you catch that? Ryan gave his life to Jesus on February 21st, 2008, and exactly... Ten years later, he was breaking ground on an art center that will help share the gospel with kids in California. Pretty awesome. Want to hear another awesome part of Ryan's testimony? Listen to this. It's about Ryan and his wife, Crystal. They got married in 2013. We end up getting pregnant after two years. We go to the doctors. They look at my wife's stomach. They discover that they're like, okay, you have a baby. Looks great. And they go, oh, wait a minute. There's another one. You have fraternal twins. So we're like, God, this is amazing. 
thank you, Jesus, for giving us fraternal twins. And then I'm a jokester, so I go, oh, my gosh, doctor. I look at the screen and I said, doctor, what is that? And he basically says, no, there's something else in there. And I'm like, what are you talking about right now? Me and my wife are looking at each other. He's all, one of the eggs split into identical twins a week late. There's triplets in here. Ryan and Crystal could hardly believe it. They were expecting triplets, but it was a high-risk pregnancy, and the doctors were afraid that the babies might be born premature. And what's so interesting is back when I wasn't a Christian and I got married to that girl, she aborted one kid. Then I got pregnant with identical twins, and one of the eggs died out from vanishing twin, and then she aborted the other one. So here I am in this situation with three kids and what happened from there is basically god held those babies in held those babies in all the way to 33 weeks and the way god designed multiples is that when you have multiples in the stomach they develop quicker so those babies came out then they were 100 percent healthy they were small and i had three triplet girls evelyn lillian and sadie lynn and now my whole house is pink (laughs) It is just absolutely amazing what God has done in Ryan's life. He went from selling drugs at concerts to putting on his own concerts that tell high school kids about Jesus. He went from traveling the world as a party animal to traveling the world as a servant of Christ. And he went from losing three babies in the womb to having triplets with his wife, Crystal. So now either I have really good luck in all these stories that I've told you or God is in the details. God is real. He's in the details. And 2 Chronicles 69 says this, The eyes of the Lord search throughout the whole entire earth to strengthen whose hearts are fully committed to Him. He's not looking for perfect people. He could use anybody. If He could use me, He could use anybody to do great things. Ryan Reese is living proof that God can do great things through broken people. If you are feeling broken today, know that there is hope. A relationship with Jesus will set you free from sin to live the life that God is calling you to. Do you want to know more about that? We can help you out. Just go to findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Don't go anywhere. In just a minute, Ryan has one more thought to share about how he approaches his work in Christian ministry. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. The gospel is the answer to the drug problem because it alone delivers us from evil. Billy Graham. Drug abuse, of course, gives a temporary high, and that's followed by a crash because it wars against the soul. Is there a way out of that? The Bible says in Romans 12, if we surrender to Christ, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Yes, even if your minds have been corrupted by drugs, prescription drugs or illegal drugs, they can be renewed. There's a touch of God upon your mind when you surrender totally and completely to Christ. 
But I'm not just talking to people involved in drugs tonight because 99% of you probably are not. But you're involved in something else. You're involved in the great and terrible disease that grips the whole human race, the disease of sin, because the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Come to Christ and determine that from now on you're going to change your way of living and you're going to follow Christ. A powerful exhortation from Billy Graham, 1989. A Above all the things that Billy Graham was, first and foremost, he was a follower of Christ. And this past February 21st, Mr. Graham was called home to heaven at the age of 99. We praise God for Billy Graham and his faithfulness in taking the message of Jesus Christ to people around the world. If you want to share a memory you have of Billy Graham or learn more about the ongoing work and ministry of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association that's still being done today, you can check out BillyGraham.org. So many stories about Billy Graham, and we would love to hear yours. So please share it with us and also learn about how God is working powerfully through the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association website. Again, is BillyGraham.org. Speaking of work and ministry, our guest on this episode of GPS, Ryan Reese, has a philosophy about evangelism, and it's one that Billy Graham had as well. When it comes to preaching the gospel, it is all about prayer and trusting in God. He's the one that does the work. It's not us. We just got to have that relationship with him and be surrendered to do whatever he wants to do and wait for his perfect timing. We're certainly grateful that Ryan took time to join us here on GPS, and we want to thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS God People Stories is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Set me free Oh, no guilt, no shame Got a hold on me